Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Foo Fighters have secretly shot their own movie, and it's coming out in February on the 25th. It's a horror comedy, and it's called Studio 666. The band will play themselves trying to record their 10th album in a mansion in Encino, but they end up fighting supernatural forces that are threatening their lives and the completion of the album. Dave Grohl wrote the story, said it includes hilarious gore and effing rocks, <laughs> and it was filmed at the same place where they recorded their last album, Medicine at Midnight. Will Forte, Whitney Cummings, Leslie Grossman, Jeff Garland are all in it as well. The director said it's a perfect combination of all things we love. Rock, horror, and comedy all tied together in a very thrilling motion picture. I'm so excited to have teamed up with the Foos to create an old-school band movie. Now, that's all good, fine, whatever. But if you remember, there was another band in the 70s called Kiss who made a movie called Phantom of the Park, which was the same premise where they oh. were fighting supernatural forces. Right. That movie is just a piece of poo. <laughs> so bad is that How film. How do you really feel, Craig? Just a big hunk of poo. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the film is so bad that for decades after, it was never allowed to be even mentioned Around band members. Really? Yeah. It's so bad. I still see the Scooby-Doo kiss episode coming yeah. up every now and then. Um, it's funny. When you when you said rock, horror, and comedy, Rocky Horror Picture Show is the first thing that came right. to my mind. Yeah. Uh, cult classic for, for many. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love it. But again, it's not a, it's not a band thing. At least no. you had real actors in the yes. Rocky Horror and Picture Show. And you've got show. some real actors in this. The one thing I'll say for the Foo Fighters is that... If you go back to some of, especially their early videos, mm-hmm. they really went all in, and mm-hmm. and you know, you know, dressing up in in drag or whatever for you know, learning to fly. They they did a lot of different videos uh, where they were you know taking part, acting out, dressing up, and then mm-hmm. so maybe they will give the effort necessary to this. Mind you, Kiss dressed up quite a bit. Acting, I'm not sure about. Yeah, they had to take crash acting classes. And I mean, you had Ace Frehley and Peter Chris, who were at the height of their cocaine addiction. So they probably weren't easy to deal with <laughs> on set. And I guess, yeah, the Foos certainly did some creative videos. Only that's, you know, three to five minutes. This yes. is a 90-minute movie. With dialogue. You know, the interesting thing, too, is and somebody, uh, when, when reviewing the Kiss movie, or that period in time, their general manager, they were at the height of their success, 1977, 78. They were making like about $10 million a year touring and album sales. So they were doing really well. And the manager decided, well, what's next? You know, what is... And, and the Foos are kind of in that camp as well. Mm-hmm. They're, they're certainly at a stage where, you know, they're they're trying all sorts of different things. They, they of course, medicine at midnight. And then they were doing some remake of Bee Gees music at one point. I don't know if that ever got released. I never heard. Now this movie... It kind of seems Dave just wrote a book. It's Storyteller. Yeah. Like, it seems like they're dabbling in all sorts of areas. Sometimes it's better just to take a break. Yeah, there's that, well, there's the the, the strike while it's hot kind of uh, mentality to it. And then, you know, listen, we all start out in a band uh, just trying to get your music made, recorded, and then on air. And then at some point when you reach the level that they do, you become a brand. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's trying to expand your brand to other avenues now. Yeah. And if I was uh, Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley, I'd give Grohl a call. <laughs> Just say, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Shelf that. Go take a look at Phantom in the Park uh, before you see uh, Studio 666. You see what I mean? This is
got me a little concerned. So uh, the new Ghostbusters uh, is coming out, and they've uh, put out some trailers. they got a final little teaser they've released. Uh, this has been some time in the works because you're getting all the uh, original cast. Right. Except for your Rick Moranis, I guess, who's still uh, not in it. But he was part of Ghostbusters 2, not 1, right, I believe? Anyhow. Uh, I can't remember now. I can't remember which one he was in, but I just remember he was quite the highlight. I think it was 2. Uh, and it's concerning only because, you know, they did the reboot with the women, and that didn't go over well for whatever reason. I thought it was fine. Uh, but they've been pining for the original uh, to get back together. And it just seems to me like we're probably a couple of decades too late. It's kind of like this ABBA reunion. You know, when the when the irons were hot, you should have got in there back right. in like the '90s and such, when everybody's the, the Mama Mia craze was on with the musical, and the movies were coming out in the early 2000s, I guess. And they had been offered just boatloads of money by all sorts of different people for decades to get back together. And they go, eh, nah, nah, we don't want to, we don't want to. Now maybe their retirement fund is, uh, funds are drying up because they decide to get back together, release an album that nobody buys. Because most of their fans are, I don't know, dead? <laughs> <laughs> so a little too late and they're all disappointed now that the uh, uh, album has not been received well. And I would say this might be the same with this new Ghostbusters. A little too late for my liking. I don't know. It was such a classic. You know, you still saw at Halloween Ghostbusters costumes, mm. right? And and these are young kids that are doing this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think we... I mean, my kids know who the Ghostbusters are. You know, the Slimer and the Marshmallow Man. I don't know if we've sat down and watched the entire movie or not. I'm trying to think. I'm still trying to think if Rick Moranis was the first one with Sigourney Weaver and that whole... Yeah, she was in all of them. Yeah, but but regardless, I I think, you know, the one draw that this has is that it continues the story with some of the original cast. Having Mm. Bill Murray in there is huge and Aykroyd uh, because it will link... You know the the generations mm-hmm. sort of, and I think you know the story behind this is something to do with their their grandfather's legacy, right? And, yep. and um and it's directed by Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, who did some of the originals. So yeah. uh, it, it, it's got a lot of connections to it. Whereas you know the the all female cast was a real departure. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sure it was Ghostbusters, but it was a departure from the original theme line. Yeah. I smell bust in the air. Here's, here's the little teaser trailer they put out recently. I remember Revelations. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal. Oh, my God. What is happening here? My grandfather was a Ghostbuster. Something was coming and he knew it. I think we've opened the gates of hell. Hey, have you missed us? Bill Murray, of course, there at the end. Yeah, I missed you in about 1997 when I missed you. Anyhow, the return of the OGs, the Ghostbusters, coming out uh, end of this week in the States and middle of next week here in Canada. Um, This is sad, but I think it actually makes me feel a little better about myself. Almost half of us say that either going up or down a single flight of stairs makes us realize how out of shape we are. I can actually, we get to, I guess we call two flights, stairs here. Uh, well, it's uh, one, I guess it's one flight. It's one story. Yeah, but it's two things. Yeah. Isn't each one? I don't know. All I know is I go up and down them every day, and I don't think I'm winded. I mean, I have to stop and have a lunch or snack <laughs> halfway on the landing there between one and two. Stop for that dart at the bottom. Yeah, I sit there and I have a little sangy. Uh, boy, I, I, I can... I, 
I guess for some going up. Going down, I find uh, interesting, but I guess, but then that's when you know the hips and the knees and the back start yeah. having issues. Maybe it's, you're not out of breath going down; it's just you figure you're out of shape because you're sore. I remember years ago, every time the uh, walking the stairs at the CN Tower came up, it was for some charity, right? And I never did it, but I always had friends who were like, "We should sign up. We should do it." And for years, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'll try that." Uh-huh. Minute anybody brought that up to me now, <laughs> that door is closed. Remember uh, back in April of 2020 when we were all hoarding mountains of toilet paper? Well, for some people, that was the start of a long string of dumb pandemic purchases. (laughs) Many people say they regret purchases they made during the pandemic. The number one thing being gaming equipment, which I guess makes sense. We all thought we were going to be home doing nothing for God knows how long. Right. Tools or carpentry equipment. Remember there was a big push. Everybody wanted to be a do-it-yourselfer there at, uh, early on in the pandemic. Oh, yeah. We were going to reno our home ourselves. Right. And I've seen a lot of people do, like, woodworking and, and projects that they have yes. hadn't done since high school. I was talking to this guy, as I was mentioning yesterday. We were out to doing some shopping out around Niagara on the lake over the weekend, and we were in this uh, farmer's market, and I was talking to the guy because uh, they sell, like, a lot of antique furniture and stuff, and they had just a stack of charcuterie boards. And he said you wouldn't believe the amount of guys that got into the charcuterie board business right, yeah. early on. And because you just go find a slab of wood and sand her down and stain her, stick a couple of handles on her and try to sell her for 100 bucks. <laughs> he goes, because I guess he does a lot of stuff on consignment. So he goes, yeah, I just got all this, you know, you need uh, you need charcuterie boards for everybody at Christmas. <laughs> I, I got a wide variety of them. And, and listen, I, I've seen some of those online too. They're beautiful. Yeah. They look great. The problem is you got to have enough people in your house to need one. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to host things. Like That's you. right. <laughs> uh, clothes or shoes, of course, a lot of online clothes and shoes shopping. Home, uh, home gym equipment is uh, another uh, regret we bought. I think home gym equipment is always a regret. I don't, I don't know many people who have gone out and bought an elliptical or a stationary bike. Mm. We've all at some point purchased one. I mean, we had an elliptical at one point in our in our basement. I've got a unit for my actual bike that turns it into a stationary bike for the winter that is now collecting dust in the garage. I don't think there's one person I've ever met who bought home gym equipment and didn't ended up using it as just a clothes hanger. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a couple of Pelotons show up on like resale sites. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that was kind of... You know, for, for some, I know a couple of people who have it and use it. And, and it's the game changer in the sense that you're still interacting with people mm. as you're doing it, mm-hmm. which I think helps uh, along that way. Um, you know, you know, beyond that, yeah, for the most part, it, the problem with the, the, the home gym equipment, you need a lot of room. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's big, yeah, right? Picks up. You know, whether you're using up a, a part of your garage or your basement or, or whatever it may be, it, it takes up so much room that mm-hmm. that's why it tends to become just a pylon for laundry. Oh, yeah, we have had, we, I, there's got to be at least half a dozen different units, things what, that either Maria came across and brought home or somebody talked me into at some point along the way, and they've always sat in the basement, got used two or three times, and then given away. Talked. And then the small ones, the ones that like convert into like 10 different things, mm. never work the way you no, want them no. to. And the thing with the, Pel- uh, the Peloton as well is, you know, you not only buy it, and it's very expensive, but you make the monthly payments right. to be a part of their program. So if your spouse buys one of these things, the conversation is probably, 
you better use this thing if we're going to be paying this kind of dough. Well, much like a gym membership for yeah. them, right? Yeah. It's, it, you, that's the expense you're paying there. Yeah. Rather than going to spin classes, you're doing it at home. Uh, instruments, somebody decided to become a guitarist or a right. drummer. yes. A pizza oven, big at the beginning. Mm. Hot tubs or jacuzzis? Just ask our pal Alan at Tradescope Electrical. He's hooking up these things like dozens a day. Right. Still. Uh, sports, hobbies, fishing or golf. Yeah, you could not find golf gear or bicycles early on. Even in the spring. Yeah, that's right. Very S- difficult. Still can't. We got friends in the industry. You can't order golf gear. It's, it's all backward. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that had to do with, you know, uh, shipping delays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And shortages. Scooters. Scooters were a big thing we bought early on. Okay. Garden furniture, jewelry, kitchen appliances, air fryers, and bread makers. That was the other thing. <laughs> Everybody right. became a baker. That's right. A baker and a carpenter. <laughs> you know what there's a lot more of uh, being born these days? Uh, twins. The twinning rate has increased by one-third since the 80s, up from nine twins per 1,000 deliveries to 12 Currently, that adds up to about 1.6 million twins born each year throughout the world, which also means that one out of every 42 babies is a twin. Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Something in the water, I guess. Yeah, I grew up, growing up, there was a set of triplets hmm. in age group, and then uh, I don't really remember any twins now that I think about it. Now, I, I can think offhand of a three or four families I know that have twins. What's going on here in the East End? Mm-hmm. Never saw any of that in the West End. Just saw a lot of unmarried mothers. <laughs> <laughs> remember, see how the world's changing. Remember, remember how shocking that was when you were in high school. You'd hear about a girl got pregnant. She just disappeared. Right. Wouldn't be at school anymore. That's <laughs> the rumor. What happened to little Cindy? Uh, if you properly shuffle a deck of playing cards and lay them out, the odds are overwhelming that the order has never been seen before in the history of mankind. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Not, not like one in a million talk. This no, is more. could happen, yeah. I guess 52 cards laid out, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of different ways it can go. Toast is scientifically more likely to land butterside down. Good. We've learned that now. <laughs> that's not, yeah, it's important. Uh, it was the scientists that had to work on that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm clean the floor. Curing cancer over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does that tour of that lab? Is, mm. uh, here's the uh, science department. Yeah. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, the cancer cure. Yeah. Uh, we're working on the COVID on this side. Yeah. And uh, this guy's buttering toast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See in the cafeteria? No. No, 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 no. no it's, it's not a lunchroom experiment. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> be embarrassing too in the cafeteria to see the toast guys in one corner. <laughs> then you got an, an old guy who's been flipping a coin for yeah. years. Yeah, That's yeah. his job. <laughs> so uh, it is said that because a uh, table height, it usually only has time to execute a half somersault before it lands on the floor. Okay. And before falling, your toast is usually butter side up. So that's why significantly more likely to land butter side down. It happens pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a full time to get a whole no out. No. Yeah, do you eat it? You pick it up and still eat it? Five second rule for sure. Pull the hair off the butter. Yeah. <laughs> get it in you. It's tougher with the butter because you can see more yeah. of what's picked up. Kind of, I look down too, and I've been standing there on my bare feet. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and they're my bare feet, can't imagine. Uh, Stelle Getty, remember her? She played B. Arthur's mom on the Golden Girls? Yes. Well, Estelle Getty was actually just one year younger than B. Arthur. 
B. Arthur was she older. She was younger. Yeah, she was younger. Wow. They made her up to look so much older. Richard Gere's middle name is Tiffany. <laughs> That's his mother's maiden name. Okay. Yeah. It's better than gerbil. Yeah, I'm sure. He'd take it any day. <laughs> He'd rather have Tiffany as a first name than Richard than, than gerbil. The planet with the shortest day is Jupiter. It only takes the equivalent of 9.9 hours, Earth hours, for Jupiter to complete a full rotation. I feel like you're spinning around. Oh, sure, and when they put the clocks backwards and forwards on Jupiter, it really screws (laughs) them up. Uh, Every position of a Rubik's Cube can be solved in 20 moves or less. I how proud you were of the first time you were able to accomplish that. Uh, Not many did. I mean, you know, without peeling off the stickers. Ah, That was me. Yeah, I, I did it. Uh, once, and I had to write down like the the codes right. in order to figure out, and it's it's not easy. No, it's really really hard. Never got you laid, but no, don't. You know, still something to be proud of. The technical term for a burp is an eructication. A what? An eructication. I just really had an embarrassing eructication. Okay, that's a burp. And the oldest known tattoo was found on an Egyptian mummy. It was a mummy of a woman. Who lived around 5,000 years ago. It seemed to, uh, said to be the oldest known tattoo. Okay. Butterfly. <laughs> was, it, was it dolphins around the belly yeah, button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, some kind of Asian logo. <laughs> or, middle back. Or a, a tramp stamp. <laughs> when you're uh, going someplace, maybe you want a restaurant, you know, try something new. Or you want to order food and you want to find, like, the best Chinese food in town or the best uh, Thai or Italian. What do we all do? We type that into the Google. Best Chinese food. Uh And then you'll get uh, three or four or five or 12 of them in a row. And Manchu walk in the mall. (laughs) It is not bad. I'm fine with that. I love food court food. That's one of the great things about this, uh, being able to get back into the mall. Love me to sit down and have have a burger in the the food court. Anyhow... um, you know, when, when we decide we want something, and I know I'm guilty of this, if I decide I'm, I, there's a resort or someplace I really want to go and I go read the reviews, these are all from people I've never met, don't know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the bad reviews, I push aside. Ah, they they got to be just complainers. Right. And the great reviews, I convince myself, well, they're on it. They're telling the truth because I've convinced myself I want to go to this place. Yeah. Yeah, you really want to check the middle of the road reviews. No. To me, those are the ones that seem to be very honest. You know, I look at some of the the, the five star reviews, and you never you're never really sure whether or not that's just the hotel putting that up themselves right. to combat what has been some low reviews. And some of the one stars, it's like you know, uh, ran out of shampoo, one star. <laughs> like, like they just you know, people are being a little bit dramatic. It's kind of the middle of the road one that you you'll you'll tend to see some real opinions to what they they've experienced. I remember we got really tricked once when we did a little mini get, uh, mini getaway to the uh, Cloverleaf. Right. And all the reviews said, <laughs> you'll love it. And it didn't go well. Right. Um, well, people write reviews on everything from, you know, from the clothing to vacations and cars. Anything you want to read a review about is available online. And a woman did a really good review for some leggings she bought where she basically posted a bunch of unflattering photos of herself. On the side of a rocky incline, on a mountain, basically. And she has photos of herself rolling and sliding down the side of this mountain because she was too scared to go the rest of the way up. She says, my leggings did not rip, not even a little bit, and I got stuck on rocks and trees. She says, order them now. These are indestructible leggings. 
you got photo proof. A woman rolling down a mountain. Right. In these leggings, and they withstand the, the gouging and the ripping, and they don't tear. Good for her. That's some leggings. Perhaps she should take mountain climbing off of her right. list of things to do if she's worried about her leggings ripping when she rolls down the mountainside. Or wear something a little more uh, safety conscious right. when it comes to mountain climbing. We, The ladies, the leggings and the plethora are the thing. I was at an outlet mall, and all I saw was leggings and plethora. Plethora. It's fake leather. The oh, leather plethora. pants. Right. Plethora. What, however you say it. The fake leather. Right. Uh, I saw it everywhere. And I got to tell you, I got dizzy from my... <laughs> but the from, leggings... From you looking at Maria slapping you back? I was like, do you want me to stand outside just hold these bags? I'll be fine. <laughs> I, uh, go to the food court. Have a burger. That's right. <laughs> I, I tell you, the leggings, we wear them to everything. You know, uh, working out, uh, hanging out, uh, shopping, funerals, weddings, right. job interviews. The leggings are everywhere. <laughs> There's a couple of times where you see, you know, some, some girls walking through the mall. You think like an equestrian event is happening yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah. With the high boots and the leggings going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Like, is there a competition? Is there a horse going to come around the corner anytime soon? It's like, do all women, like, get together and, and have a meeting? Like, how does this become the thing? You see, like, again, the fake leather or the, or the leggings. Like, where do they, they, is there a secret society? Right. Do they all get together and go, this is, the, this is the way we're going? I even mentioned to Maria at the time, I go, look at all these women with the leather pants again. She goes, I know, I ordered a pair. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know about the leather pants, but the leggings for sure is the move towards comfort. I mean, mm. guys got away with wearing some very comfortable and very ugly stuff for the longest while. The mm. Zubaz, and I still wear the warm-up pants and track pants everywhere I go. Um, especially around the house, but you know the, the women for the long time were, were you know dressing up and 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 they still look great in leggings, but now it's more about a comfort issue. I, mm, I guess so. Listen, I I'm not complaining. I'm a fan, right? I mean, there was a stage where women were walking around in really baggy jeans. You know, the whole during I think probably the grunge stage. I wasn't a fan. No. <laughs> Well, and, and if they've replaced the old track pant as well. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, the juicy bum ones. Yeah, the, the leggings are a lot more yeah. contoured. I guess, I mean, I guess they're comfortable for the ladies. They are so skin tight, but uh, they're thin and all of that and breathable. So I guess they enjoy them. I mean, it's not like when I was a kid, a teenager, and you'd buy jeans and you'd literally go sit in a tub of like cold water right. to shrink them around you. <laughs> you have to have a surgeon remove them. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.